Hello, and welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another session of the Revenue Studios After Hour podcast. I am Joshua B. Alexander, and we're glad to have you back. Just in case you're new, the Revenue Studios After Hour podcast is a series where I interview directors, producers, actors, writers, and anyone else in the world of film. So, if you know anyone who will be a great addition to the series, whether that be you, a friend, or family member, feel free to comment down below on who that will be. Now, before we start and I introduce our guest, I'd like to throw out a parental warning. The topics and discussions in this podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Profanity may and may not be used. This is a free and non-general space. I'd like to give my guests the liberty to express themselves however they wish or feel. The interview will consist of non-simple starter questions that may lead up to follow-ups as conversation naturally progresses. In this session, I had the opportunity to interview Jose Arcasado, an award-winning writer, producer, director, and editor who's been editing television for over 20 years. Jose is a Sundance Institute Fellow and semifinalist in the 2020 Academy Nicole's Fellowship in Screenwriting. His feature-length screenplay, Soda's Point, was also accepted in the Austin Film Festival. And so, without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. So, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Ah, let's see. <laughs> so, uh, I've been editing television for about mm-hmm. 20 plus years. Well, I edited television for about 20 plus years. And um, yeah, I've been writing about at least half that time. And then right around 2018, I decided to just take the plunge and, and do it full time. Um, and I didn't do that until about 2019. Uh, so 2019, I got uh, rented out some co-work space and I basically made it my full-time job. I had to buy myself that, that time. So 2018 was tightening the belt and putting some money away and, and convincing my wife I needed to do this. So um, yeah, so uh, I got a co-work space. I made it my job and I produced a few screenplays one of them got into um, was a second rounder in Paul. That was twenty. Was that twenty? Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. So uh, that's where I met Paul at Austin Film Festival. And then uh, another screenplay I wrote. Um, I started that year. was a was a semi finalist at the twenty twenty Nickel and Austin Film Festival. That's, so, that's the um, version. so how did you really get into uh, TV writing? Because yeah, I think that's one of my goals is to be uh, a writer for, uh, I, I guess, television in terms of like the streaming purposes. Uh, well, to have something. Yeah. Oh, uh, editing. Okay. Editor. Editing. Okay. Editor. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. tell you about that also. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I I, I got a got an internship. During, during college okay. at this small, tiny um, post house. They had one little avid and, and did a lot of small docs. Um, and I always tell people, I was teaching for a while too, and I'd always tell the students, if you want a, an internship where you're gonna learn a lot, I think in my experience, find a small place. Um, Cause the, he literally gave me the keys to the shop after mm-hmm. like a few weeks. Cause it was just a lot of work and just a handful yeah. of us. And uh, I was able to start cutting right away just because he was overwhelmed. He's like, can you cut this scene? He's like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, so I've been editing TV 
Okay. So how do I start at that? Uh, were you doing it uh, remotely or were you actually in a space editing a television? Oh, most of the time I was, I was in the space. Most okay. of the time I was in the space. Years ago, about eight or nine years ago, I, I, I did have a gig where I was doing it kind of remotely. Mm -hmm. um, it was a little bit of a challenge, but um, just because I was in the middle of moving and I moved out of state and I was coming back and forth and I was able to cut a lot of it on my PowerBook. Okay. It's not a MacBook. Back then it was uh -huh. a PowerBook. So, so I was cutting it on my PowerBook. Um, so that was my first taste of, of remote, but it was always at, at a different, different uh, post houses. Was that in New York or uh, Los Angeles? Uh, New York City. Oh, New York City. Okay. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your award-winning uh, screenplay, uh, so does Point. Uh, tell me about it. So does Point. You know, I, I was seeing a lot of requests and um, films about contained spaces, right? These mm. very low-budget contained space, uh, few character stories. So I decided to write one. And uh, I was inspired by some friends of ours have a, a small cottage on a lake. It's very old, beautiful cottage, which which uh, is a lot of fun. And yeah, I just thought, well, what if I put a thriller and keep the whole thing in a cottage? So it's it's really about a um, uh, th this woman who's who loses a child to a a, a DUI accident and the guy responsible is a, is, yeah. a, is a wealthy, powerful uh, local business guy who, who gets away scot-free. Mm -hmm. And it, it turns out that he, he lied so uh, to get away scot-free. And she tries to uh, get him to confess. It's a little bit of like a... Um, uh, Death and the Maiden was movie was movie in the, in, with Sigourney Weaver back in the nineties. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it got it got uh, a lot of attention. Uh, it got me some meetings, um, and uh, I'm actually. So one of the meetings that I got was someone who was at Sony, who now just they're doing their own thing, their own production company. So we're developing that now and it's it's become slight something slightly different but right. i like how it's going right. Right. that's the story so, of soda's point <laughs> so how has the casting process been for you for that so right now we're we're writing oh, okay so right okay although although we are talking about it's interesting because with this he was a development executive and now he's uh, more of a producer but we're talking about casting over time. So um, the, the film was really about grief and loss. Within it, there, there was a, a sub element of, of um, the misbalance of justice between uh, wealth and race, right? How wealth and race plays, plays a role, whether we want to admit it or not, in the way the justice system works out, right? So the 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 woman is is black. Her husband is a cop. He's Latino. So the, the son is mixed race. 
and um, and, and the guy responsible, he's just, uh, he's a, a Caucasian guy of Irish descent. Um, so it's all pretty subtle in there. Now with the rewrite, we're lowering a little bit of the grief and loss, and we're bringing up, we're playing up this this mismatch of uh, justice. So now with the exec, he's like, well, maybe we can send it to Viola Davis. You know, mm -hmm. it's funny because I hadn't even thought it was like, I didn't even yeah. thought Viola Davis because I thought a hundred K movie <laughs> with some local actors mm -hmm. in a cottage. And he's thinking, no, you got to think bigger. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's the, that's what's mm -hmm. been happening with that. And so even though we're not casting anyone, we are thinking about, mm -hmm. Um, who can we think about in these roles, right? right? Um, and therefore, who can we then send it to? I so that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, because uh, I actually have a follow-up question to just ask, like, okay, so let's say you have, like, a beginning uh, screenwriter who's been writing for, like, years. How would they go about that process of even getting someone from, like, a Sony uh exec to look at them you know is it is it yeah. do you need to have like a publicist and how do you even get a publicist well you know i think you ask a hundred different writers you get a hundred different answers right <laughs> I mean, the way it happened for me was um i can't remember if i'm supposed to say this but i'll say it anyway <laughs> the sony exec was actually a reader for uh the nickel semi uh, finalists uh, level. So he really loved my script. And so he reached out to me, which I was, I was very surprised about. I was not expecting that at all. Um, so he reached out to me and we were in touch ever since. He said, he loved the script. Let me know how it goes. Um, I pitched him another script which I pitched them two other very casually after he met. I said, oh, by the way, I have this one and I have this other one. So he really liked one of them, another one. So actually he kept bugging me about that one. He, you know, you hear a lot, oh, let's keep in touch, you know, uh, keep, keep me posted on stuff. That's, that can sometimes be a very generic kind of thing to say, right? And in my experience, I don't know, seven, eight, nine out of 10 times, you don't really hear back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it's just, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. That's the sad thing about it. You know, it's just like, because uh, I was telling, telling my friends like all the time, it's like this whole film business is really like uh, rare that people get it, you know. So you have to work extra hard and put in the effort that someone will just even look at your stuff and then give you like, a callback or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's yes. just very interesting that, you know, it's 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 really unfortunate that, you know, maybe there's some type of people that just don't, you know, have that. So you just have to take every yeah. opportunity serious. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, uh, about a month after that, he emailed me again. He said, hey, how's that script going? And I was surprised, so I said, so I realized he's serious. You know, so we've been in touch ever since. Um, so, I mean, that's how my story worked out with, um, I re recently got representation. Oh, yeah. The way that happened was 
Um, a little bit of serendipity. So I was a semi-finalist in uh, Austin Film Festival with the same script. Um, I attended virtually and I attended a panel of like 10 people and, and, um, and a rep. So just kind of participated after the panel, I, I emailed them and said, hey, thanks. It was a good, you know, thanks for the information. Very helpful. He answered one of my questions. And I didn't hear back from him for like two or three days. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, well, that's, that's good. That's that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then about three days later, he said, oh, I knew I recognized your name. I actually heard about your script because he saw it listed. Mm -hmm. I was meaning to reach out to you. Let's set up a Zoom. So, um, so that's one of those examples. I, I, had I not reached out, well, two things. Had I not attended that panel, um, he, I probably would have just mm -hmm. been forgotten about. Because he did forget, yeah. right? right. So who knows? He's probably going through 20, 30, 50 scripts. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then the second step, had I not emailed him just to say mm -hmm. something I, I, you would have done in, 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 in real life anyway. Had I gone to the conference, I would have waited for him. Or if it was a small thing, I said, hey, you know, my, introduce myself right it was also what's great about the austin film festival is that you know you also meet like um at the bar or just walking mm -hmm. around so I, I would have done something similar anyway right so I, had i not done that that would not he probably wouldn't have remembered right either, right so um yeah. so anyway we connected a few times um i also pitched them a couple of screenplays like you know the question always is oh what else do you have and I've known that for, I've made that mistake in the past where it's like, oh, I don't really have anything else, right? And this, you've probably heard this a million times, like you need to have something in your back pocket. It's not just the one script, right? Yeah. You need to have a couple of other things that you've worked on. So um, during that Zoom meeting with, with him and his partner, we, um, you know, what else he got was the question, mm -hmm. pitched him a couple of ideas. He said, oh, they sound great. Send it, send them, send them to us. So I sent it to them. This is around Thanksgiving and I didn't, I didn't hear back until January. Actually in January, I was like, hmm, oh, well, that's it, right? That's one of those nine out of 10 times where you don't hear from someone again. Right. So I sent an email, just kind of nudge and said, hey, by the way, just wanted to see what happened with the script mm. that I sent. And then the next day I got an email from uh, uh, the assistant and, um, she said, hell, when can you talk? So, and after that, ultimately led to getting wrapped by then. So it seems like I'm hearing, it says you just have to be very uh, persistent and persevere in terms of following up and making sure, because usually you just, oh yeah, I haven't heard back and then that's it. But you wanted so much that you're just, hey, you know, checking in and, you know, seeing, you know, if you know you read the script, you know, did you get back to me? And I think, I, I think the reason why you know he got back to you is because you kept following up. You know, if you just let it go, just be, oh, you know, just you know, another script that I'm looking at, and I'm going to focus on something else. But I think it really struck his heart. Like, oh, okay, this person is following up. I, I, I really want to see, you know, what he has in the works. So that's very uh, good. Good to hear that. Yeah, yeah, and I always struggle with what is that line between. Mm -hmm where, you know, following up and then being obnoxious. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I tend to, um, I tend to err on the side of just a little 
nudge, a little following up. And then after, I don't know, mm-hmm. my two or three times, if I don't right. hear anything, then that's yeah. that. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's easy to take that a little too far, too. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you, you can do, you know? You can't, you yeah. can't always, yeah. So that's all I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I should, I should say, I just want to add, during this process, I had a few experiences like that, right? So whereas like, didn't hear back. And so mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah. So, uh, so it really, you want to try to have a, you want to try to have a few things out there because right. hopefully one of them will hit. Uh, what has been your worst experience uh, on a film set or maybe if not a film set, your worst experience um, working on a script or on a production? Yeah, um, I made well, a short first. Film. What's the best, and then the and then the worst. The best, no, positive first. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Um, so I've directed a few short films, mm-hmm. um, and and produced. So I would say my my worst and my best have been on uh, directing short films. So. The worst, well, I'll start with the worst and end off on a good note. So the, the worst was um, doing uh, location scouting on a short mm-hmm. on a weekend where um, I was getting a lot of pushback from the DP. I came in with ideas like, you know, I thought maybe this, she- this scene we could shoot this way. What do you think about that? And there was a lot of just pushback like, no, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. No, why would you do that? No, no. So, you know, after the end of that day, we're location scouting, my producer um, says, what do you think? What was that all about? I said, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just me. You know, it's like, well, do you wanna, we can, we can postpone it. We, we can just cancel it and we, we can push it out another month. We have time and, and find another DP. And, and that was the moment. So I, I could have said, maybe you're right. But I, I thought maybe he's right, maybe I'm wrong. This was like a while ago. And when, I think when, when, you're, when you're starting out and you start to, and you're green, you question your own gut, right? So my gut was like, this doesn't feel right, but it's maybe me, this person mm-hmm. had more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and only that, it's like, well, I also have this window. I'm gonna, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to shoot again. It may be a few more months, but I, I made the decision to just continue and that was not a good shoot. It was not a good shoot. So the 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 actual shoot days were like the scouting days, but multiplied by three or four, where everything was a pushback. Everything was just, yeah, we can't do that. Like, why not? And just you know, just I want to get that insert. I may need it for the edit. It's like ah, everything was. I was like pulling teeth. And, um, and it was not very pleasant. It was not very pleasant. So that, that was probably my, my worst experience. And it was a good lesson in yeah. trusting, trusting your gut, right? E- even when you're just starting out. Um, and then my, my best experience was probably also on another shoot where I don't know how to explain it, but it just flowed that we prepped a lot. Um, I, had, I had some good actors and it was just really collaborative effort between the actors and the DP. Um, 
uh, and even the producers, it just, you know, we were met with obstacles, producer supplied us with, with ideas, actors had ideas. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what went great about that shoot, except that everyone was open to make the thing better and ego was, was second or third to, to, the, to the film itself. Uh, how has COVID uh, impacted you at all, or has it even impacted you? Personally, we, we've been very fortunate, you know, um, um, as far as our health, you know. Uh, yeah. my, my, in March of last year, my, my, uh, my mother-in-law, she lives in, um, in Elmhurst, which was the epicenter, Elmhurst, Queens. That that was like ground zero last year. Mm. So she was she was in there. And we were starting to get nervous. She's in her eighties, so we drove down, picked her up, and she's been with her ever since. So <laughs> she's been with us for a year. Um, That's good. That's good. So uh, yeah, it's good. And um, so health wise, we're, we're we're fine. Mm. You know, uh, we're all at each other's necks. But you know, I, I think that's the nature of everyone being locked down. Uh, creatively, it's been a little bit tough because it's, I've had to find, be creative with finding blocks of time where I can write. Um, I, I started describing writing like, like diving, like I need to like, you know, I don't know if you've gone scuba diving, but uh, if you can imagine, you put on your tank, you go and it's, this is journey under the water. And you have, I don't know, as long as your tank lasts 45 minutes, an hour, maybe more, and you just have to be focused. And when I've been able to find small chunks of time like that to really focus and just daydream yeah. or dive in for, for the ideas on the work, that's good. But the minute I get uh, distracted, that's, which happens often, that's, that's tough. And that's like someone pulling at your, I don't know, just disturbing your dive, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, you know, that's, it's a minor yeah. thing. We were, as far as, you know, we're, we're healthy. So that's, that's, a, that's, good. that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think just being in the zone, um, I think everyone can attest to that, that uh, when you finally find that inspiration or the muse, you don't want to be pulled out of it. So you have to remain that train of thought, you know, um, that that train of thought, you know. So it's yes. very important to uh, have that. And, you know, with the quarantine, uh, you know, there were some benefits in terms of isolation and being by yourself. And then sometimes as if you're not, you know, used to that, you know, being alone for a long time, sitting in a room. You know, you mm -hmm. kind of lose your mind and you want to be outside and you get anxious. So there's anxiety, depression, and so many things that can mm -hmm. impact you and, and not even even know it, you know, because you're just in the house, you know, probably doing the same uh, things every day, you know, and mm -hmm. it just gets boring and, 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 and tiresome. And, and I definitely yes. do think that can uh, put a strain on your creativity as well as your mental health. And it can. It absolutely can. Yeah, and the other thing that, that, that helps me is write, mm -hmm. go for a walk, mm -hmm. do something a little bit mindless, then come yeah. back and write. Yeah. 
um, having a little bit of a routine. My routine was drop off the kids, mm -hmm. go get my bagel, <laughs> go get my coffee, sit down and write, go for a walk, mm -hmm. come back, write some more. Um, and, and I, like I, I actually thrive when I can mm. not sit for hours. I cannot sit for hours and hours. Yeah. And during quarantine, I felt like, oh, great. I'll just sit for hours and hours. But that, that didn't. That, there's like a, there's a limit. <laughs> there's a limit of focus where you need to kind of go out and recharge the battery and come back. And for me, my battery is not hours and hours. Yeah. It's maybe, maybe a couple of hours. And then I need to recharge, do something else, come back. Yeah. So, you know, Soda's Point is in the works. So what else is uh, next for you? Um, so that I'm rewriting. One of the things that um, that my manager really liked was uh, was a holiday movie. Hmm. So uh, I'm rewriting that. Actually, it's not that much rewrite. I'm giving it another pass because hmm. she really liked that. And and that's 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 a short window because those hmm. holiday movies need to be done uh, during the holiday they, season. They need, yeah, yeah. So they're being greenlit yeah. now, right? So I'm working on that now. Um, another, so the film that was a second rounder at AFF, um, that one actually had uh, two producers and a director attached to, and that's, uh, that takes place mostly in, in Paraguay, although it starts in New York. So it's an international co-production. So right now we're applying for funding for, um, different, uh, film arts funding. Uh, in Switzerland and in um, there's a friend called Ibermedia, which is in Spanish and Latin America um, fund. So that's another project that's doing its thing. Um, and then there's a short film that I rewrote for someone and I just signed off on that. So they're, you know, you gotta have a few irons in the fire. So I think that's a yeah, project. Do. Do. That's four projects. Yeah, you always have to have something uh, next because I think, I, I don't know who told me this, but I know that somebody told me recently that, that it's just that um, it's almost like uh, madness of working on a project and then not having anything else to do. You know, like, like you kind of yeah. like lose your mind, especially if you've been so used to just doing project after project after project. And then it's like, you know, especially you know, the industry with COVID happening, you work on a project and then it shuts down and then you have nothing else to do for like months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's always good to be working on something. And maybe if, if it's not through the full uh, production stage, just pre-production, maybe getting uh, treatments and finding people to sponsor it and stuff like that, just to keep yourself moving. I think it's like yeah. another way of always being creative or just writing scripts. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you can't put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, one for your creative, for your own creativity, just to keep mm -hmm. the juices flowing, right? And two, because, you know, sometimes things happen. You're working right. on a project and then it gets mm -hmm. stalled or someone, someone decides to not work on it anymore mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, things have even been like, mm -hmm. they're funded and then something happens, and, you know, an actor move, uh, just, take something, a bigger paying job and now you're waiting. So you need to have the few things going. I think, I think it's important. Um, 
it'll, it'll increase your chances of success. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll keep you sane. So, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like I was even thinking of like uh, screenwriting competitions, and uh, do you think that possibly would be another way of maybe finding uh, a manager or, or publishers or you know entering stuff into film festivals too? Oh yeah, I mean, so uh, Soda's points. Um, was a semifinalist at Nickel. That's mm -hmm. how I met um, the, the Sony exec. Okay. And it was also a semifinalist at AFF, and that's how I met my my reps. Okay. So, so that that's my answer for for that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so I guess for an upcoming uh, screenwriter, it's just to just keep, you know keep the ball rolling in, in terms of getting your, your your stuff out there of screenwriting competitions, sharpening your skills. Uh, having a film festival that you can kind of like, you know, promote your work at and just, you know, someone will take a look at it and find you. Yeah, so. for sure. And you also get good feedback. I mean, mm. the Nickel and the, and the Awesome Film Festival, I think mm. they provide really good feedback because the other thing is always be learning, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So... Um, I, I don't do martial arts, but my son does Taekwondo. And their thing is, um, it, it, I, I'm going to mess it up, but something like <laughs> a black belt is just a, a white belt that never gave up, something like this. I'm, I'm mixing it up, but, but, but you're, you're always learning. That's deep, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's deep because it's true. It's like you wouldn't have reached that stage if you, you know, gave up, you know, at, the first no, no. dough, the yeah. So that's 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 deep. Yeah. That's deep. No, absolutely. So um, also through the Austin Film Festival, I have mm -hmm. um, I met um, met uh, uh, some other people. We we created a um, created a writing group. So mm -hmm. we meet, actually we're meeting tonight, um, and that um, again to trying to go back to martial arts. Even once you get your black belt or whatever, you want to mm -hmm. keep sparring. You want to keep getting yeah, better. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't sound like, oh, I did it. I'm done. No, it, you, you have to keep getting better. Yeah. So with my writing group, you know, we share material. And today we're going over someone else's script and I'm reading the script and I'm just envious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like really good writing there, you know. Yeah. So it's like, man, it's, still, there's still a lot to learn. There's still... Um, uh, I can still get better, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I think that can, that attitude um, is helpful continuously, continuously, you know, just try to get better, try to improve, see what else to do. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the only way, because, you know, uh, I think the saying goes, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, so the only way to, you know, be the best is to keep on uh, at it, so. That's it. Uh, that's it for sure. For what sure. are your social media uh, plugs? Um, I'm basically just on Twitter. So okay. at Jose R. Casado. Um, I, I, I have an Instagram account. I opened it up to check my brother's stuff. Um, I, have, I think I have a Facebook account. I just haven't checked it in seven or eight years. Um, I, I yeah. tried to close it. It was just in the butt. So I just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many steps. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It's like 
you would think it would be easy, but there's so much like layers and things that you have to do. It's just like, I'm yeah. Leave it up, you know? So I'm on Twitter. Um, okay. Jose. Right, Arcus, so okay. Yeah. So pretty much Twitter is the best way to reach you. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it can be a little distracting social media, especially if you're trying to write. Yeah. And you're trying to stay in that zone that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You're trying to stay in that zone. Social media yeah. can be a yeah. way to pull you out of that zone. 100%. Thank you so much, yeah. uh, Jose, for sitting down and having this conversation. I've, uh, you gave me a lot to think about in terms of uh, my next steps of, you know, being a writer, being a, a filmmaker. Um, I should just try to just do uh, screenplay conversations, maybe find a writing group to get, you know, better at writing and just, you know, and just see where it leads because, you know, you never know. You know, you never know what that opportunity because maybe somebody in your group read it. Oh, I like your script so much. Let me introduce you to, you know, so-and-so. And then, you know, so there's always opportunity of just, again, you know, keeping uh, your skills hot. You know, so yeah, just always look for it. opportunities to become better and you never know where it may lead. That's it. That's it. And and read screenplays, mm -hmm. you know, uh, read, 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 read screenplays. Um, study the craft and then be a, a student of the craft. All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, speaking with you. I'll definitely uh, like to do this again sometime. So we'll, yeah, we'll definitely anytime. have a conversation about this. Okay. All right. Yeah, Thank yeah, you so much. Let me know. So did you enjoy the video? Want to give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you can be alerted when we post something new. Follow us on Instagram at the Fisher Revenue Studios. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you again.